1: Let your
0: creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus Paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.
1: Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent
2: living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Thinking Sideways.
3: I don't
2: understand. Does not compute. You never
3: know. What?
2: Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Well
1: hey there and welcome again to another episode of Thinking Sideways. I'm Steve, of course, joined by Joe and
0: Devin. <laughs> I don't know, I just feel like I have to imitate him sometimes.
2: Oh, the, the the deep voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm a high pitch, but I'm, I'll be high-pitched from now on. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay, and okay, I'll, I'll go low.
2: Okay. <laughs> well, uh, today we've,
1: uh, we've, of course, got another uh, bit of a mystery for you. And what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about the story of Michelle Shelley Miscavige. Michelle is the wife of David Miscavige, who you may know that name. You may not. You may not. You might not recognize
0: it because that's not how a lot of people pronounce it, too.
1: Yeah, it's Miscavige (laughs) I've seen or I've heard and Miscavige. So I just kind of chose one and ran with it because that's what Ted Koppel used. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) uh, Well, David Miscavige is the current chairman of the board of Religious Technology Center of the Church of Scientology. So for all intents and purposes, David Miscavige is the leader of the Church of Scientology. Michelle Miscavige, of course, being the wife of the head of this church, is a fairly well-known figure seen publicly and, and known by members of the church. And she was very active up until August of 2007, when she completely dropped off the radar and essentially disappeared from the public eye.
2: Mm, so she's taking a sabbatical, in other words. Not sure. Mm. Honestly, not I, I exactly know, nobody sure. Nobody knows. Nobody will mm. nobody'll say anything. That's
0: why it's an unsolved mystery. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, there,
1: there's a couple of things that I want to cover first before we get into the story. Uh, first of which is I want to send out a big thank you to Aubrey, who sent the story in to us. Uh, this really was one of those ones where he just went down the rabbit hole. I'm shocking.
0: I've been doing that a lot lately. I
1: really have. It's, mm. it's, it's, a, it's a bad personality quirk, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: just like clicking on links. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing life. about it is, is, when you're dealing with the Church of Scientology, there's a lot, uh, a lot there. It's an interesting topic.
1: Yeah, well, it, it is. And that, that's kind of the second thing I want to talk about here is that this story deals with the Church of Scientology and while we're going to discuss how the church works and some of its practices that's in no way reflective of any feelings or personal beliefs towards it or or anything like that i mean honestly I don't understand the Church of Scientology well, you don't understand
0: any churches though so it's... It, that's a, it's, <laughs> yeah
1: I'm, I'm not a religious individual mm-hmm. so you know these faith-based systems I just I can't really wrap my head around so what we talk about here is going to be accountings and information that we have found through our research and there's there's no personal malice or anything like that this is just trying to lay out facts as much as we can can
2: mm-hmm. And also, we don't want to alienate Tom Cruise, who's one of our listeners. We're pretty sure.
1: Of yeah, of course.
2: Yeah. You well, know, he said this guy named Tom who sends us links and stuff. So I'm assuming it's Tom Cruise. So, <laughs> so hey, Tom. It's
0: the safest assumption. it <laughs>
2: yeah. is a safe bet. Yeah. 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 Who else could it be?
1: Before we get into the story of Michelle, I do need to give a little bit of background on the Church of Scientology. Most people probably know something about the church or some information about the church. I mean, there's obviously, as Joe alluded to, they've got some pretty famous members, Tom Cruise, uh, Kirstie Alley. uh, What's the other John John Travolta. Travolta. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think Beck, too.
1: Let Beck be back, really? So. Back is a member of the church. I didn't I mean, realize that. I'm
0: pretty sure. I'm again. I could be wrong. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm pretty sure though.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, it, it's hard to say, but but there is a ton of information out there. How their ideology and their history and the organization. It's all important, and it plays a role in the story, so we've kind of got to do a little bit of back work before we actually get to the story of Michelle.
0: It's also very well preserved. It's a modern religion um, for all intents and purposes, Mm -hmm. so, you know, information, accurate information about origins and things like that are pretty pretty readily available, which is kind of nice actually. It, it is. It's unusual. <laughs> you know, it's not one that you're like, well, maybe this thing happened and I guess we, you know, to be a part of it, you have to believe it, but also maybe it didn't and we don't have any good records or anything, so mm.
2: I, I don't know. And the cool thing about it is that, that for future archaeologists and anthropologists or whatever you want to call them, is that uh, even after all this has been lost, you'll be able to dig up some crypts that have a lot of stuff inscribed on them. The entire fact they're we well, you, you weren't going to talk about this later, were
1: you? Uh, a little bit, but go ahead. Uh, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. C-
2: continue on. No, the church is actually inscribing every word that L. Ron Hubbard ever wrote on the steel plates, encasing mm-hmm. them in, uh, in what titanium, yes, titanium, titanium. Conti- cases and then putting them in, in underground bunkers. Mm-hmm. So someday, actually, somebody is going to dig that stuff up and they're going to think this is what we all believed.
1: It's quite possible. Yeah, Interesting. Well, let's, let's go into some of the beliefs of Scientology. Okay. As Joe alluded to a little bit there, uh, L. Ron Hubbard, who was an author, founded the Church of Scientology. And he brought forth uh the information and the ideology and a lot of that stuff and 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 we'll we'll get into some of the tenets and the origin story is is the best way that I can think of to yeah. to say this yeah, the origins of the religion yeah and, and Basic some of, belief tenets yeah. or something yeah so here is a very, very simplified version of how this goes, and this is based again, like I said, on what l ron Hubbard wrote. he says. There was a galactic confederacy 75 million years ago, and it was ruled by Xenu. Uh-huh. Xenu brought billions of his people to Earth in spacecrafts, stacked them around volcanoes on our planet, and then killed them all with hydrogen bombs
2: mm-hmm. another version of this I heard that he just basically dumped them into volcanoes active volcanoes and they were fried alive
1: I I have seen that as well but I don't this is the hard part is that again people have their notions of Scientology I took as much of this as I could from some of the more reputable sites so it's hard to say if people twist some of that but I'm just going to kind of run with it as I have it According to the official Scientology scriptures, these creatures were Thetans. I believe is how you pronounce that. Thetans are evidently immortal souls that were the souls of these people who were killed off by Xenu. And these Thetans adhere to humans and cause them spiritual pain and harm. All those events that we just talked about within Scientology are known as
2: Incident 2. What was Incident 1?
1: I'm not positive. No. Uh, again, this thing is so hard for me to wrap my head around. I'm not exactly sure. But the the traumatic memories that people have based on these Thetans, that's known as the Wall of Fire or the R6 implant.
2: So in other words, I you saying that the, the Thetans... Uh, have a huge amount of like pain because of their ending, and then they carry that in humans, and sort of we experience that. That's what causes we it from the Thetans.
1: Yeah, so we'd be a much happier and and easier going people if we didn't have these pains attached to us by these souls. Yes, mm. that's that's the way my understanding okay. of it is, and I may be incorrect, but the narrative of Xenu is is described as the Space Opera by L. Ron Hubbard. And he delivered all of this... And warned that anyone who tried to understand this past trauma or as they call it, the R six implant, uh, that R six implant was calculated to kill, so you basically couldn't figure out how to get around it and free yourself of it naturally.
2: So when the Thetan adheres to your body or it wiggles its way w- in, that's an R six implant. I think so. Okay. Uh,
1: Again, this is so far outside of my wheelhouse, and it's really hard sometimes to suss apart.
0: And obviously, it goes without saying, there's a lot of information about this online. Mm Mm-hmm. This is like from most.
2: Sides, yeah, from pro and anti Scientology websites. Right. So be, be careful to note which kind of website you're on.
1: And that's you a very away. good point. I mean, it, and what, and we got a little bit more here, but this is, like I said before, a very like brief points. overview, yeah. Yeah, bullet point overview. If you're interested in this, <clears throat> as Devin said and Joe said, there is a. Ton mm-hmm. Of resources yep. out there for you to look at it and dig into it and come to your own conclusions about it. Yep. Now, where we were at here is uh, we were talking about those spirits, the Thetans.
2: Which are holding us back. Mm-hmm.
1: The church believes that the uh, the Satans, like I said, are, are Thetans. Satans. Thet- <laughs> the Thetans are Thetans. holding us back. <laughs> and uh, it, it seems that the members have of the church of Scientology Mm. have set about to free themselves from those spirits. The church's method of spiritual rehabilitation is through a type of counseling that they call auditing, uh, which the practitioners, they try to re-experience consciously painful or traumatic events that happened in their past. And try to free themselves from the, the limitations that are caused by that. So, again, very high level, very basic overview of Scientology, or I should say, the beliefs of Scientology.
2: Yeah. So, we, we and, should
1: now talk about probably the history.
2: And now, um, is it your understanding that uh, we all have multiple Tatans in us, right? Not just, not just one, but bunches of them?
1: I think so, yes. Yeah,
2: and so if, you're, if you've if got, like, say, just a, a ton of Daytons in you, then you become a serial killer, perhaps, and then if you've only got a few, then you get to be president? Is that the way it works?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, I... Huh. I think this is something that people need to go look I, yeah, up I think and that, read about. That, yeah,
1: you're going to have to dig into this on your own because mm. it's just, there's so many details and avenues that it goes down. And I, I, like I said, I started running down through some of these alleys and then I just had to turn back because it just, I I, it, I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. As I was saying, though, we we should probably get into some of the history and the organization mm-hmm. of the church. Because, again, yes. this is important and it plays into the story of Michelle. Uh, obviously, we've, we've explained that L. Ron Hubbard founded the Church of Scientology. Mm-hmm. He officially founded the church in 1953, though... He had been operating the Hubbard Association of Scientologists International as of 1952, so it, it, to me, it's almost like he rebranded it. Sounds mm-hmm. oh, uh, like. And from there, he was always the head of the church up until his death in 1987. Sure. And here's a here's a quote from Hubbard to kind of give you an idea. I took this as a way to understand what his his beliefs and aims for the church were and what what he intended it to be for people the quote is a civilization without insanity without criminals and without war where the able can prosper and honest beings can have rights and where man is free to rise to greater heights are the aims of Scientology Sure, so at its simplest level, it's you know to, to better people, mm-hmm.
0: is what mm-hmm. I take
1: that to mean.
0: Right, Which one could argue is the name mm-hmm. of all religions.:
1: I would agree. The church itself is broken into many, many divisions and subdivisions, and this is where it gets confusing.
0: I would say it's different than, like, the religion of Christianity is broken into divisions and subdivisions. Would you agree with that? It's more like a hierarchy in a it's, in a well, corporation or something like that. I would say, yeah, it's like a corporate
1: structure yeah, more exactly. More than it's
0: like, well, the Protestants believe this, and then, you know, Russian Orthodox believe this. You know, that it's more of a everybody believes the same thing, and it's just, like, different groups like that callings ham- within the organization or religion instead of being like well we believe all these different things but we have this one kind of smaller belief or <laughs> i guess we have one belief in common and then
1: believe a lot of other yeah. things no okay. it's it's, it's definitely it's definitely organized almost like a corporation great. to me that's a very great description
2: and it's, it's hard to imagine different sects of scientology you know like catholic and protestant it's kind of
1: Mm. Well, it's too new of a religion. That's that's why it's hard to, bl- to think of that. Because as we that, said, yeah. it's brand new. Mm. For all intents and purposes, it's 60, 60 years yeah. old, mm. round figure. Yeah. So it's hard to see it having fracture because that takes a long span of time. 61.
0: Mm. 61 years.
1: Just saying. Yeah. Okay. Get it right. We're going to go through some of the divisions here just briefly. And I apologize. This is full of acronyms because every one of these names is kind of long. But try and hang on to some of these because they do play a role later on. Uh, There is the Religious Technology Center, or RTC, which protects the church's copyrights and trademarks. And from the reading that I've done, that's primarily done through legal action. Mm-hmm exercising their right there is a division of the association of better living and education what is that able able okay which helps further and promote the church and its belief through social programs so i'm guessing they're going out in the community and Mm -hmm. helping out and fostering and saying this is what scientology
2: does and this is why it's great then they also have like a drug rehab program and stuff like that Mm -hmm. i assume that's underneath in in this too,
1: I would assume. So, I would too. presume yeah. that that would be the, the likely spot that for would be it. A spot, yeah. uh, and then the one that's going to be really important to our story is, the, especially the beginning of the story, is Sea Org or Sea Organization. Sea Org was created in 1967 by Hubbard, and it's, this is—it it cracks me up a little bit. He was taking a series of voyages around the Mediterranean Sea.
2: Was it just the Mediterranean? I, I thought he eventually Mostly
1: got... the Mediterranean. I'm sure that he went other places, but his, everything that I've seen was mostly the Mediterranean. Yep. While he was on his trips, Hubbard gave himself the title of Commodore because, well, why not? I would be the Commodore of the fleet. Yeah. Uh, and the crew of his ship, and sometimes it sounds like there was more than one ship... He uh, called them the Sea Organization, which is how the, the name came to be from what I, I've gathered through the research.
0: Joe can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you can only be a Commodore if it's a fleet of ships.
2: I believe so, yeah. Or well, then,
0: otherwise you're a captain.
2: Or an admiral. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Unless you bestow the title on yourself. No, I
0: mean, listen. I mean, I mean,
2: typically admirals don't usually command ships. They're usually like commanding more than one. But. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm just saying, uh, you know. I
2: stand corrected.
1: There's
0: a respect (laughs) for actual, like, You're not corrected.
2: It's just (laughs) no Ron Hubbard. Yeah. uh, uh, Yeah, we need to correct him.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: (laughs) No, I think there were more. I'm just, I was saying that to say, I think there were more
1: than one. And I I would agree with that. Um, Sea Org is still in existence today. It's actually kind of an elite group getting into sea org isn't easy and it's considered a very high honor in the church of scientology to become a member
2: now but now it, it seems to me that sea org was essentially hubbard's portable bureaucracy while he was at sea
1: at, at that time yes at that
2: time so but but what purpose do they have now you know
1: you know i i don't want to go into it there there's a lot of stuff there. there Uh, it's too much to go into. If we go into every level of this church, we're going to be here for hours, and we're not going to get to our story. And That's why, again, I'll I'll encourage people, if you're curious, please go and look at some of this stuff on the web.
2: And we're going to start talking faster now.
1: Here's something about Sea Org that I was actually really kind of shocked about. I mean, getting into an elite organization, that's, you know, that makes sense, not being easy. But it actually requires a lifetime commitment to the Church of Scientology and its organizations. It's actually
0: interesting to me because that was like one of the first things I ever read about Sea Org was it requires a lifetime commitment. Oh, and also it's like a super high honor. So for me, it was flipped. So that's it. It's interesting that that came second for you when you were doing your reading and research. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah,
1: it's just, I guess, a thing of perspective. I guess. Yeah, don't know. Yeah. What, where you're reading it. Here's what you get if you're accepted in or you you make it into the status of being a member of Sea Org, in exchange for your membership, you get room and board and training and auditing. And again, remember, we talked about auditing a little bit earlier, which
0: it turns out is often very expensive.
1: Yeah. It's, so it's uh, like
0: actually a good benefit. They, yeah. I mean, yeah, these, the get doesn't free. do
1: these things for free as a member. There's course are dues as there are in lots of churches. So yeah. if you want to go through processes, you have to pay, but as a member of C or you, you don't for pay free. for that, which is, actually free, is working a for huge the church. benefit. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a, in a simple simplified version you 're an employee, yeah,
2: and I know from from so from talking to and reading about Scientologists, I know some people wind up putting a lot of money into auditing over the years mm-hmm. so yeah it's, it's for free. It, it
1: can be an it's expensive nice thing yeah, and the reason i I made the analogy that 's kind of like being an employee is that you also get a small weekly allowance or mm-hmm. a stipend yeah here 's the thing that really caught me off guard about c org is that Okay, you have to pledge your loyalty. I totally get that. But it was the contract and the length of the contract that you sign, which is, mm-hmm. A billion even or not... A billion yeah. years. We know.
0: did not make that up. That is real.
1: No, that is absolutely based on uh, you know everywhere it says it's a billion years, and they they have a uh, and I actually I fact checked this to make sure that they were not that, that this was accurate. The Sea Org's motto is "Revenimus," which is Latin, and loosely translated means "We come back." It was a yeah. it was a
0: good try at pronunciation, Steve.
1: So. There was a W in the thing that I read that put it phonetically, and yeah. I was like, wh- no, nah, that fine. W doesn't just work." Don't it. even worry about it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so basically, now how do they? Uh, let's just work out. When you when you die and are reborn in a new body, do they come and they come and get you and press you into service, or do you just know?
0: I think you're called to it that's i guess that would be the theory that's the theory of you know like uh reincarnation or or things like that is that a great example it would be something similar to the dalai lama certainly there's that aspect of the higher ranking people go and find that child that's going to be the dalai lama mm. but also that that child is like like they know in their heart of hearts or whatever so I think it's it's a combination of that, and I I can't I can't imagine that I mean you know maybe maybe Sea Org is going out there and like hey you you signed a contract you're coming with us what the but hell? I don't get the impression <laughs> I the impression I have is that people show up and say it's weird. I was, call, you know, this. I'm really interested in this, and I don't really know why. And they say, "Oh, well, you probably signed a contract a billion years ago. Let's sign another one. Let's re up, and we'll go from there." <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a my guess. Phone carrier like that once. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. Well, I think that's. Enough about the basic structures and tenets of Scientology oh, yes, more than to, enough. to get us into the story. Oh
0: my gosh, we still haven't even started talking about
1: our <laughs> story yet. We haven't started talking no, about we'll the talk story. About
2: we'll be quick about it.
1: I mean, because obviously everybody knows enough about Scientology from our... Thorough investigation. Oh my
0: gosh, not even close. No, not even. Not even.
1: Okay, well, let's let's move on to the subject of today's show, which is Michelle Miscavige, formerly known uh, before she was married by her maiden name of Michelle Barnett. Okay. Michelle's parents were Barney and Flo Barnett, and they were... Yeah, I know. Barney I love Flo. Barnett.
0: Barney Barnett. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, just, his parents named him that. Come on, you guys.
1: <laughs> um, they were members of the church in the 70s, and they, they really believed in the church to the point that they gave their daughters over to the custody and care of the church so Michelle and her sister Clarice became wardens of the church for lack of a better term well I, okay so they were put in the church's care and their parents just let oh, so they were wards of the church you mean basically their their parents weren't doing anything the girls well, went Well they on... have
0: they have one of these um, they have a, there's a Scientology church and school up kind of near portland it's not actually in portland but it's kind of near there um I actually know somebody who works there uh and it's a boarding school so i think essentially what you do it's not like oh you're just like a ward of the state a ward of the church is you send them off to their boarding school and they live there and then they do their summer programs through the church and then they you know go back to their boarding school and then once they graduate they become you know they start working at the church or join the work or whatever, you know. So it's not so much of like, oh, just uh, go away, just like be kids at the <laughs> church. It's not. It's also not like becoming a nun. I would say it's not, you know. But it's it's more of a you just become. Entrenched in the church itself, because you you go to boarding school, all your friends are there. It's just that I that would just be my like little addendum to that. Mm-hmm. Like well, and, that's my understanding of how it works. And, and, and I, I have I
1: have a hard time finding a lot of information, but this is back in the '70s, so the church has been around 20 years. L. Ron Hubbard is making changes and making mm-hmm. additions mm-hmm. to the church, so I don't know that that structure was in place at that time. But Ooh. from what I can figure out. Michelle herself was about 10 or 11 years old mm-hmm. at the time, and she, from that point forward, was raised and educated by the church and surrounded by its members. Sure. Uh, And she evidently really excelled. She did really well. She became a member of what is, and this is gonna be another acronym, what is known as CMO, which stands for Commodore's Messenger Organization and that is a group that is inside of c org itself so again we're talking about layers within layers so it's
0: like the elite of the elite Mm okay um in
1: 1981 she married david Miscavige. he was also a member of cmo and she was seen on a regular basis by members, and she took on duties from that point forward. Uh, she became a liaison to some of the more famous members of the church. Again, Tom Cruise was mm-hmm, one of the people mm-hmm. that she worked directly with. Uh, this and this is a little bit of a sidetrack, but this is an odd bit of information that I came ac- across Every accounting of her marriage and her relationship with David gives me the impression that it wasn't a romantic relationship. Hmm. People never saw them kiss, no affection, no touching. It's appears to have been a very formal arrangement mm. well
2: there's uh you know who knows maybe maybe the rose is off the bloom and you know they were just getting a little tired of each other
1: but this but, is but, this is kind of from the beginning but also the thing that i think might help explain some of that because i i did a little digging on this is sea org is really conservative and it forbids pretty much anything that is sexual in nature in its members and I would assume except for procreation except for procreation sure. so there's no no premarital anything mm. and it, I kind of get the impression that sex is for making children and that's it. Yeah. Which would explain why they weren't lovey dovey huggy kissy all the time. But it could also what they believe.
0: It could also be, I mean, there are a number of um, American political marriages that you can look at and say, well, that really just looks like a partnership of two people who saw the benefit of being married and that it would improve their status to be married. And, there's so a they mutual just made a benefit deal.
1: that is not uh, romantic.
2: Sure,
0: you Although,
3: know,
2: yeah, I mean that probably happens. I, I still think Bill and Bill and Hillary, who you're obviously talking about, I, I think they probably, <laughs> I think they probably cared about each other at the beginning, but well, uh, that was gone probably after Bill's fifth aff- affair. I mean, I and, would say
0: that they're definitely, certainly not the only people that uh, come to mind in that sort of situation. You're right, no. and you know, I think, uh, I think it's you know, it could be any number of things.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I personally just had the impression that it was based. On the ideology sure. that they were following within Sea Org, but you—I yeah. mean—it's hard to say exactly well, what I mean, it is.
0: There are definitely couples in this world that do come from conservative places where, like, the only thing you'll ever see them doing is holding hands. Sometimes, and they get bashful if they're caught holding hands, and mm-hmm. you know that's just—it's part of a lot of cultures.
1: Yeah, so. no, yeah. this is very true. Yeah. In 1987, I—I mm-hmm. uh, I said I think I mentioned this earlier. Yeah. L. Ron Hubbard passed away, and left. A power vacuum in the church.
0: Was it? Uh, was it like a sudden death? No, do you know?
1: he. How do I say this? He had been going downhill for a while. Okay,
0: I guess you mentally know, and
1: physically. I from gen- what I've read.
0: I generally just kind of have this kind of like weirdness in my brain about people who like are in these positions of power that. Are like on the slow decline and don't think, oh, you know what would be good is naming a successor.
2: And maybe resigning. Or,
0: or like, okay, or whatever. ceremonial
2: duties, you know, fine, like, like that.
0: Fine. I honestly don't even have the problem with like I'm going to hold this office until like they pry it from my cold dead hands. That's fine. As long as you say, I'm going to have this office until they pry it from my cold dead hands. At which point this person is in charge.
2: But he did st-
1: he didn't do that. Yeah. yeah. He didn't do that. Yeah. And this is, this, this is a good point to put in that the Church of Scientology is waiting for his return. Well, sure. There's a at a lot they have a lot of campuses. Right. And there's there's things at these campuses that are signs for him to go to for when he returns, things to encourage his return. So I almost wonder if some of it was he said, I'll be right back. And some of it was people just denying that. This was gonna happen. Yeah. people deny death a lot. Sure, that's yeah. a
2: basic human tenant That's fair. Well, we all gotta do. You know, I mean, I mean, if you know, I mean, obviously, we all know that we're going to die one day.
1: What? You no,
2: know? Not me. <laughs> no. nope, not happening. <laughs> Thanks
1: to denial, <laughs> I'm going to live forever. <laughs> but
2: yeah, you, but we're all in denial of it. So I mean, yeah, you, you can't function otherwise. Uh-uh.
1: No, but, but in this power vacuum, there was a lot of political jockeying from the information that I've, I've read for who was going to be in charge. Uh, there's, uh, here's an example of something that I came across and Obviously, we all know. I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll pull the cat out of the bag. We know that David Miscavige came out on top, sure, and he is now the the head of the church. But there were things that were going on just before Hubbard died. He put out an apparent order that circulated in Sea Org, which promoted two Scientologists. It was a husband and wife. Uh, his, the, the gentleman's name was Pat Broker, and I don't have his wife's name. But they were going to be promoted to a new rank, which was Loyal Officer, which made them the highest ranking members in the organization, or uh, short of Hubbard. David Miscavige said that the order was forged, Mm. and I don't know the details of what happened, but from what I understand, that didn't actually ever go through. They didn't get that position, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to make a presumption that that would not have allowed him to move into the position of chairman of the board.
2: Yeah. Sure. Now, so... uh... So after he after he came out on top, what happened to Pat Brooker and his wife? I don't know. Really?
1: I don't know. I don't I I that's the only information that I came across about them. I I can't find any specific information saying what happened to them within the church. So mm. I, I don't I just don't I simply don't know. Once David had his position, Michelle was also given a position befitting the First Lady of Scientology, and her title was Chairman of the Board's Assistant. She worked in the executive office, and from what I gather her primary responsibility officially was to manage the the dozen or so employees that were in that office
0: i I guess i if it were it's my reading of the situation that it's it's very similar to uh CEO and an executive assistant in The position of executive assistant is often kind of diminished to this, like, well, he just, she just does whatever the CEO wants her to do. But I think that that's, that misses a lot of the nuances. I mean, executive assistants, if their CEO is gone, they're in charge.
1: They're very, very instrumental.
0: You know, there are many organizations in which executive assistants are senior staff or C-level employees. Even though they don't have that official title. So I think it would be naive to say, like, oh, she was just like a gopher errand boy for her husband in that capacity. I think that it's more like being the first lady in that, like, she has a lot of responsibilities. It's kind of like being executive assistant or office manager or something, not just like, well, go get me coffee and, like, make babies.
1: True. <laughs> but it also unofficially. In things that I've come across. Her job was, as you kind of said, the the executive assistant, as you would say, was her job duty was to go get him coffee. But really, Mm -hmm. she was supposed to do, she basically did whatever he wanted her to do. Okay. He she did whatever her husband dictated. And again, this is from the the reporting that I've come across and and all of that. So I can't confirm that. And, And of course. You know, that's that's not the most flattering description. Sure. And I, sure. you know, we don't do this a lot, but I'm going to cite a source here, which is there's a Vanity Fair article mm, out there. Yeah, yeah. And it's quite lengthy. And the author did a bunch of interviews with people who have since left the church. I,
0: yeah, and I feel like there were not a lot of names named,
1: <laughs> as you can so, imagine. So that that that's where uh, okay. some of this okay. internal executive level stuff that I'm I'm repeating here that's
0: where i got that all right and i yeah that's that's totally fair it's just been my kind of uh, understanding of other stuff
1: so let's talk a little bit more about david after david assumed power things and, and i use that phrase loosely after he became chairman of the board things in the executive level of the church they they appear to become more and more tense and his behavior and this is my impression based on the information i've read read i, I this is i read i read <laughs> <laughs> his behavior seems to evolved or devolved to the point of almost megalomania Mm. Uh, again these are from people who have left the church saying that he became quite cruel and quite brutal to people uh and i i can't back any of that up but there's enough people that say that it's it's hard
0: it's hard when anybody leaves a group like you know, Scientology mm-hmm. to, yeah. you kind of have to grain of salt it. You know, you want to believe that stuff. I think that a lot of the stuff about Scientology that you read, it's kind of like, it's believed because like, you kind of want to believe in this like big shadow organization. You know, It's the same sort of thing as like the Illuminati almost to me, where it's like, or the like, new
1: world order.
0: Yeah. Where you're like, Oh gosh, a shadow organization that probably exists. And they're like super evil and everything is the worst. And everybody's in on it. And it's this huge conspiracy. So I think that you have to be careful on like both sides. I think that there's probably a middle ground truth behind every story. Yeah, there probably is. I I
2: do have to say, though, having um, having met a few Scientologists in my time, they tend to be pretty devoted to the to the church. And they seem to be the kind of people who really, really want to stay with the church. And and I'm thinking what it must take quite an extreme thing to drive them out. Yeah, In cases.
0: I, yeah, I mean, I yeah. think that you find that within all religions. It's, you know, I know a I lot of agree. Christians who are really dedicated to the church, and you know, that's it's kind of the same argument yeah. either way. Well, let's,
1: let's let's get back to yeah, to, yeah. to the story well, here. Yeah,
2: yeah. Anyway, so so in other words, he uh, he he's, he's becoming more cruel. Um, he's and, obviously, and brutal. He's obviously going the wrong direction. He's getting more Thetans in him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Michelle, in her role, uh, her official role, she seems to have taken on the task of, of putting herself hmm. between her husband and the staff. Yeah. Um, to the point of running interference for everyone. Everyone, and again, this is my interpretation, is is an attempt to spare them from the actions that she's seen him, you know, presenting to others. Sure. Um, now, obviously, that's going to take its toll. That's going to wear someone down. And it seems to have done that to Michelle. And that actually helps kind of, it lines up with the events that take place before she disappears from the public eye. In 2006, Michelle was given the task by David of creating a new organization board, or again, as everything seems to be shortened in this religion, org board. They call it the org board.
2: Org board. Org board. Org um, board. Uh... I
1: like it. We're originally, Elron Hubbard had created the, the organization board, which, as I understand, was seven divisions of the church that had different functions and duties. And for reasons that I don't know, David had decided that it needed to be reorganized and restructured, and he had assigned this task to several people. Every time somebody came back with something, he rejected it. He just he didn't like what they gave, and so he finally gave it to his wife and said, "You can do this." That mm-hmm. seems like
0: the kind of case of like, "I don't like it, change it." Well, I, well, what do you want? I don't know. I just don't like it. Change it.
2: Well, that's that's exactly <laughs> it. You know? so obviously, uh, it, it sounded to me like there was actually sort of a it was sort of a group effort by Michelle and a few other people to put some, uh, together a plan that. But she Ms. was Cabbage in charge like. of that. Sure. Yeah, and the thing about it is, is like, you know, at, at a certain point after the, the third or fourth rejection, if I, th- I think they should have gone to David and said, hey, you need to be in this group because sending us off to waste our time and then you reject it. I mean, just come in here and tell us what you think and what you want.
1: Well, but that's the hard part. I mean, again, we made the analogy of a corporate structure. You see that in corporate institutions and you think this would be so much simpler if, Mm -hmm. but that's just not the way
2: it happens. Yeah, it's too bad though. but.
1: But here's the thing. Michelle finished the task. And she went ahead and began to tell people what the changes were and give them their new jobs based on those changes. Mm. She did this without running this by David first, which appears to have been a giant problem. Apparently so, yeah. And at the same time... So these are two events running in tandem. While she was doing that, David had evidently gone to stay in Los Angeles for a period of time. And she had taken the opportunity to renovate their living quarters. And they lived at what is known as Gold Base. Yeah. Which is, it's in Riverside County, California. Uh, And that meant that, of course, all their stuff had to be boxed up and moved around and set aside. And when he came back and he found out what his wife had done with both the org board and the renovations... Mm.
0: You keep saying Org Borg, but it's Org board. It's They're not creatures from... They're not Cylon creatures from Star Trek Borg. They're Bored. <laughs> org Bored. I like okay. the sound
2: of Org Borg better. I though. do too. Org, yeah. org Bored. I
0: just like to clarify, or they're borg. not Borgs.
1: Okay. Well, when he got back and he found out what his wife had done, he was supremely... Uh Mm. not happy at all and he stripped her of her job title okay and he assigned her a handler oh she was seen in 2007 at her father's funeral with her handler in tow and that was it Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she was, wasn't seen again in public from that point forward.
2: Yeah, and I, and I think the she actually between this incident in 2006 and August it
1: was it was in December of 2006 is when it happened. So yeah, we're looking at a eight month period.
2: No, she actually disappeared at right not long after this, and and then she, the only time reappeared. she reappeared the only time she reappeared was in August 2007 yeah, with Yeah, that was the her hand,
1: last like, public sighting.
2: Yeah, correct, and that has not been seen since.
1: Hmm. The official statement, the official line from the Church of Scientology is that Michelle's fine.
0: She's fine. She's fine. Just stop questioning it. She's fine.
1: She's working on a special project for the church, which is completely outside of the public eye. Yeah, she's... Listen,
0: it, this is, she's just taking some time. This is happening on the laptop in home. I mean, she spent all that time on the renovations. She may as well be enjoying them. <laughs> it's totally fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> she's fine. Everything is fine.
1: <sighs>
0: That's my interpretation of that statement. Okay. Just saying.
2: <laughs> Do
1: either of you know who Leah Ramini is?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say. Actually,
1: I
2: I had... I didn't know her by name. I had seen her on TV a few mm-hmm. times, and I had not realized she was a Scientologist. Yeah. Leah well,
1: Romini, she plays the wife yeah. on the TV show The King of Queens. Yeah. And ju- until about a year ago, she was a member of the church. She had also developed a friendship with Michelle.
0: I bet Michelle was her handler, right? I mean, no,
1: no, she I mean, wasn't her handler.
0: Wasn't she the, oh no, I'm sorry, liaison? Is the
2: word I was looking for? She might have been because yeah, she was. Tom was a she might have been a celebrity. For yeah, Leah I, yeah. Raminia, but, I don't know. Yeah. Well, by the way, did, uh, were you going to mention that Scientology has this thing, this place in LA that they call the Celebrity Center? Which no, is I they, wasn't going
1: to go into that. Yeah,
2: yeah. What a yeah. celebrity! Well, I saw this BBC news thing about the, It was like documentary about the, the Scientologists, and they interviewed Leah Ramini, and th- this was before her break with the church, and she mm-hmm. was just all you know. All, all just glowing about the church and how wonderful it was. And they interviewed her at the celebrity center.
1: Well, and Um, she's not so glowing about the church because obviously she's she's left. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she was friends with Michelle. She is one of the few outspoken people who has asked about Michelle's whereabouts vocally and rather publicly She went so far as in 2013 to file a missing persons report with the Los Angeles Police Department saying this woman's disappeared. I guess Mm -hmm. if you
0: haven't seen like a close friend for like, what is it? Six plus years? Six years or so. You probably start to get suspicious.
2: Yeah, and that, I think the reason she got angry and left the church is that people were, people were just stonewalling her and yes, brushing her off. Yeah, stonewalled and like, brushed aside. It's like, why can't you just give me an answer?
1: You know? Yeah, I mean, that's a very simple question. Do you yeah. think it'd be a very simple Where answer? Where is my friend? Yes. Yeah. Well, the Los Angeles Police Department investigated, and they say that they met Michelle? Okay. And that she's fine.
2: Mm. Oh. From what I read, I, I, I haven't read that they actually went to her home, but they did actually speak to her in person. They spe-
1: well, yes, they but... spoke to her in person. The information I had said that they had the detectives had confirmed that they had met her and knew who she was, and that yes, she was fine.
0: So we're saying this is a case of like one woman being like, Well, I don't really want to be friends with that person anymore, so I'm gonna stop returning her. Phone calls, and then that person being like, ah, she's dead.
2: Uh, right?
0: That's what happened.
3: That's a good
1: interpretation.
2: That's not a, a fair one, though, because, I mean, she Leah Ramini. Uh, would see they would have events and all sorts of things like that, including major ones. Who was what, what was the wedding that um, her husband David Miscavige was the best man at? That was for was it Tom Cruise? I think it might have been Tom. Cruise. It was Cruise. Tom Cruise, and
3: that was yeah.
0: since 2007. So oh, yeah, well, yeah, but,
2: but his but wife Michelle... wasn't there. Oh, yeah, and we yeah. was there, and his wife wasn't there, and that made her really suspicious. Yeah, I think that's Obvious, a fair you know, thing. For, for a pretty reasonable. Especially,
1: they, they used to exchange Christmas cards and gifts and stuff yeah. like that, and that ceased. Well, stopped, I guess gone. like
0: the thing, I guess the thing that's like a little weird about that. Is that, like, the the excuse that the Church of Scientology is giving, right? The reason? Yeah. Is that she's fine. She's just working on something out of the public eye. But that doesn't mean that, like, you stop going to these social events, right? Uh It doesn't mean you stop calling your friend, even if, okay, fine, like, let's say that also she doesn't want to be friends with this woman. It doesn't mean that, like, you don't go to a wedding at which your husband is the best man. It doesn't mean that you don't, you stop going to these galas and things like that, or even just, like, internal parties. It means that you, like, take a step back out of the public eye and, like, stop giving press conferences, maybe, but...
1: Well, there's... And we'll we'll get into some reasons for why it, it could be such an extreme removal okay. from everything.
0: Is it she's becoming Tom Cruise? No. Okay.
2: Oh, Not at all. Thank God. There's only <laughs> be one Tom Cruise.
1: Okay, well, and and quite obviously... We've told the story, now we're in our theory. Yeah. Okay. I have essentially three theories here for us. The first of which is not the happiest theory, which is that she's dead.
2: Murdered by Tom Cruise, no doubt.
1: No, don't say that. Stop (laughs) it. Don't even joke about that. It, It is entirely possible that she's passed away now i'm, I'm not pointing fingers to say that somebody killed her or ordered her death or how she died or anything like that but for somebody to disappear that completely usually requires that they are no longer living right mm-hmm. uh, and i've seen some stuff about About her husband, where he has said that he wanted her gone forever. And I've also seen things that said that before everything went to hell in a handbasket, she was extremely unhappy. So, you know, to me it's entirely possible that she might not be here anymore, but I have, you know, there's this weird thing about well, the church was all she knew and that's her entire life. Well,
0: that's true, yeah. So,
1: so you know, what what where does that leave us if she's no longer among the living? Well, you know, maybe she took her own life huh. okay yes. so let's, let's run down this Is it's that... always
2: possible you know? I mean cause... okay
1: she, she is at the top she is second in command for all intents and purposes and then her world gets turned upside down and she is shunned from power Well, she doesn't have the option to leave the church in her mind mm-hmm. because everyone she knows in her entire life is based in the Church of Scientology. Sure. And
2: she probably actually doesn't have a lot of useful skills that could be applied in the outside world, either.
1: I, I think useful is the wrong term. Marketable. Uh, and yeah. knowing how to put that out in mm. the world to make yourself an employee of some place is probably a better way to put that. I'm more, yeah. Yeah. Now... You know, I mean, I think we've got into this a little bit, but, you know, like I said, she she couldn't just leave the church because people who leave the church are ostracized by anyone who is still in the church. And if every person that you know is a member of the organization, where does that leave you? You're denounced. You don't exist. And could you imagine trying to make I mean, people do it. But for someone who's been in that organization for that length of time at that age, I don't think that's conceivable.
2: Yeah. The thing about it, a lot of the people that have left are people who have, with with some obvious exceptions, there's people who went in as kind of like adults. Mm -hmm. And once they left the church, they still had family who were outside the church and friends that they used to know that they can go back to. They had a support structure. Whereas this person was in it from, from the very beginning and probably didn't know anybody who wasn't a Scientologist. At least that was not friends with anybody.
1: Exactly. So her, yeah. her resources are she, limited outside the church.
2: Yeah, it was. It would have been a tough... Trying to leave the church for her would have been a tough thing.
1: Here's the, the problem with Michelle being dead theory. I have a problem with it. Well, I, I have a lot of problems with it. But my major problem with it is that the Los Angeles Police Department says they met her. Yeah. But, well, if she's dead... How do they meet her
0: well i I mean, I've seen pictures of her, and like she it's not like she's
1: except so unique, unique in appearance looking
0: that it would be hard to with the right makeup artist and some good sunglasses you know I mean <laughs> she looks kind of normal to me, she's not. Uh, there are just pictures of her, and they're all kind of like crappy pictures. And, well, and yeah, that's you know, it'd exactly. be easy to just say, even you know, like on the missing reports flyer or missing persons flyer, the picture of her is like not good. Like it could be anybody. Like quality, I have friends yeah. that could look like that.
1: For I mean, you know, well, and, and the the cops would have never. These police officers who went to meet her would have never had occasion to meet her before, right? So the yeah. only thing they could go off of is a photo, which you know, uh, like you said, if there's a i'm going to say a double, yeah
3: they might have if been, there was a yeah.
1: double, then we can say that maybe this theory has some a leg to stand on, but that's that's really to me pushing it
0: i don't know i guess for me my big problem with this theory is that like it's super easy like okay like this is a very insular religion right with a lot of things that people don't understand so it's easy to say like it's part of our religion that like autopsies not happen on bodies right okay easy and then it's very easy to say oh she slipped and fell And it's super tragic that she's dead now. I mean, it doesn't make sense for an organization to cover up a death when you like to just like lie about her being alive, for instance, right? When it's so easy to be like, oh, she was having a hard time and mixed pills or there's so many different accidental death things that could happen. You stage a car accident for Christ's sake. I mean, like it's so easy to just have all of these things for especially for an organization or religion as large as Scientology that like even if her death was under mysterious circumstances you can make it look reasonable and then just say no you're not having an autopsy we're gonna cremate her and then that's it Uh, she'll come back in another life and if she wants to tell you then then she'll tell you then but I I just I just have such a hard time with the like well let's just yeah let's just carry on like she's alive I, that for me, that's like the biggest part of it. I don't know. Mm,
2: yeah. And, and also, well, I think she's probably alive because, you know, the cops are, uh, you know, detectives in, in and ha- actually met her and, you know, they're not babes in the woods. These guys realize sure, sure. that, you know, they, they probably had some way to verify that she was actually who she said she was. How? Yeah, I, 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 I fingerprints
0: would be my only guess
2: driver's license. Do you uh, think
1: that when you're, when a cop is going to check on a missing person's report and the person shows up, the first thing they do is whip out the ink
0: pad no, and say, I want your I fingerprints. Think, I think it just, it depends on the situation. I, uh, I, I I don't have the problem Joe has. I'll be honest no. with you. I, I mean, if somebody says, like, here's my ID and, like, oh, I've lost a little weight and, like, dyed my hair. it's I know it's weird, but ah, it's L.A., so that's what happens.
1: It happens all the I time. I have a little lipo or something. You know, yeah, like, I, mean, I
0: definitely have had IDs in the past where I've been like, well, I know. I've, like, lost 20 pounds. It's, like, it doesn't really look like me so much anymore. <laughs> and they're like, we'll get a new one. And you're like, okay, I will. Like, if she has all of the information of that person – she passes that person. I mean... If
2: they could find somebody who looked just like have her... Have you seen pictures of her? Yeah.
0: she. Uh, it would be super easy in L.A. especially to find somebody who looked like that, to me at least.
2: But, but the problem with this is, is that once you've, once you've found this double and you've fooled the police, then you have somebody you have to murder.
0: No. You pay her enough money. I mean, like, give her a couple million dollars and... Or
1: if she's a member
0: that's also of true of the church
2: mm-hmm.
1: then the i mean the, there are ways to convince people that that's part of their duties as a member i mean ooh, yeah. i don't want to belabor this too much but what much I saying, yeah, no, I, we i'm just saying none of us really that, like this no theory.
0: none of us do no
2: none of us like it i'm just saying that that creates another loose end even if, the, if even if you pay her a million bucks even if she's a member of the church that's a big old loose end it, it is and i think that uh, there's no really no real reason to believe that she's dead personally because I mean, Scientology, I mean, whatever you say about it, and people say a lot of bad stuff about it, there, there's no record of any Scientologist ever murdering anybody.
1: Not that I know. Not that but, I know. But I mean, let, or let's, the church let's, murdering people. Let's, yeah, the church. The yeah. yeah. church a good way to murdering put it. people. We're going to yeah. move forward to the next, which is that the church is telling the truth. It's completely possible that what they say is, is accurate. And I know Devin is shaking her head. I have problems
0: with this theory too. Bear, no, I get it. Bear I, with
1: yeah, me. I'm, I'm bearing. Okay. We've already talked about how much of Michelle's life was and is and was about the church. Here's what we need to consider is that maybe it is It is true that she is working in the background, pursuing projects for them, and she just doesn't want to be in the prying eyes of the press and the congregation. And bear with me. There's a couple of things about the church that I want to go into that may help explain some of this. We We talked already about auditing, that audit process. There's also two other practices that I've I've read about. One is called introspection rundown, mm. and the other one is sec check. Okay. Okay. These practices have been legally reviewed because people have raised some concerns and issues about them, and and there is allegations. That they are processes that are used for indoctrination or reindoctrination into the church, mm-hmm. and it 's possible that Michelle went through these processes i 'm not saying that she did, but here 's what they are is introspection rundown is a process that is used specifically to help with people who have, according to the church, psychotic episodes. It could be construed that her behavior prior to everything that happened at the end of December of 2006 was a psychotic episode, and she was treated for that. And after she was treated, she took up another job in the church that had less stress. So So the public and the job was
2: too much. Yeah, but do do you have any idea what introspection rundown actually is?
1: (sighs) it's it's a muddy mess i don't want to go into it but it is it is something where the church uses some techniques to help people that are having some psychotic issues. And I, I I didn't go too far into it. And I think, again, this is one of those things that we've got to kind of take the line of if you want to really delve into it, I'm going to leave that up to folks to go on to their own. But the other thing that she could have gone through is the one that we talked about called Sec check, And Sec check is, according to my research and the things that I've come across... Is where the security personnel of the church will put people through repeated interrogations. And these interrogations are designed to elicit confessions or uh, repentance or even submission for deeds and misdeeds to help you reset and come back to center. So she could have gone through that. And maybe she gave in. Maybe it worked. I don't know. And then based on that, they put her in another place outside of everybody's purview.
0: I get... Uh,
1: You're freaking out over there.
0: I I am. You're right. And there's a lot of things that I want to say that I'm just going to go ahead and not say. But I do just... You know, the the problem that I have with this is similar. Is that, like, you don't miss your friend's wedding. Because you're going through this stuff, right? Well, you don't disappear for six years because of this stuff. Vo-
2: I don't think she's voluntarily going through this. It doesn't sound like sex check is something that you voluntarily...
0: No, it's get, but, get but, absolutely into. not. But if
1: the, the, whatever she went through whatever process if she went through some kind of process she came to a revelation so let's just run down this this avenue she comes to a revelation of these are the things that she needs to do and i'm going to use this phrase and it might light some people's hair on fire to repent for her misdeeds against the church and her husband then she needs to serve the church and she needs to do it in her way. We, I mean, there's historical accounts of people joining churches and abandoning everyone they know and leaving everything they know behind. And I mean, convents or crusades or whatever it may be and going somewhere completely different and cutting off all communication because that doesn't let them do what they need to do for themselves and what they believe
0: i guess my argument against that is that like that's not the tr- the church isn't then also telling the truth about that Right. I mean, I think it's one thing to say, oh, she's taking like a back burner role. It's like totally normal. It's another to say there were some problems and we've worked through them and whatever. I think that there's just like more explanation that you can do. And there's definitely a PR way to do it. Right. It's not like you're like, "Wow, well, she had a mental breakdown and then like we cleansed her and she's fine now. You know, I think that you uh, there are PR ways to say that. And... But but
1: here's, here's the thing. We have seen so... Uh, not in the Church of Scientology, not in religion. Let's just spin to politics for a second. We have seen things happen in politics that were strange or untoward or whatever they were, and somebody came in to do damage control. And the initial description or explanation whatever their their initial concept of solving the problem was made it worse yeah but once that was there they were screwed they had to try to stick to it because the the line is Here's my explanation. Don't waver from that. Because if you waver from it, then you're opening up a bigger can of worms and you've got to stick with it.
0: I, I just think that, like, you can build on their initial thing right their initial thing was well she's taking a back burner position and that's fine because you build on that if this like you know if she did go through sec check or did do this introspection rundown is you know essentially like in the Scientology version of a convent whatever that may be maybe she went back to Sea Org maybe she you know there are so many different options that builds on the taking a back burner and it gives the public at least more of a sense of a fleshed out story that might be believable and real, as opposed to like, nah, she's taking back burner role. What? Uh, no, you want more information? No, there's no inf- more information. Well, uh, she's just out of the public eye.
1: But the, but uh, there there are a number of things within the Church of Scientology and and for people in general. I'm not going to make this just about the church. Sure. Where you want to keep things private? Absolutely. I mean, again, I'm not trying to defend if this is true. Right. But people have. I mean, I have a private life there are things that i do in my life that i don't want to talk about and i don't want other people to know about and so i just don't talk about it sure so it's conceivable to say you know yeah the world wants to know screw the world they don't get to know it's my life mm-hmm. i think
0: there's a there's an end to that though right and you don't get to say that if I you're the president of the united states for instance right so if yeah. you're like the leader of a large powerful church the pope doesn't get to say that the pope doesn't get to say like oh i don't know i just like took a sabbatical for whatever i mean you know i think a great example is like the pope resigning like you know he couldn't just be like no i just want to take like a more of a back burner role he had to say like here are some specific reasons and whether they were true or not whether they were the main reasons or not he came up with some reasons for that so i think uh, that's my big problem with this theory i have problems with all the theories i'll be honest with you this theory is that like you give you give small specifics at the very least you if you're part of a public organization in the public eye for whatever reason you're obligated you have that obligation to your community to explain it a little bit at least well
1: Uh, and i know we've kicked the crap out of this dead horse
2: but joe do you have any final thoughts on this theory well yeah it's 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 crap because (laughs) you know um if she was
0: said yeah yeah
2: if she was doing work in the background you know she's still in good terms with the church and everything and things are all everything's okay Okay, meantime, Meantime, there's uh, all this stuff whirling around the internet saying, gee, what happened to Michelle? You th- it, the simplest thing would be for the church to just produce her. You know, I mean, that's the, true. The church should just say, you know, and hey, Michelle, I mean, you know, go call a press conference. And let it, just let everybody know you're okay. Just
0: say, hey, I'm cool, chill. You know,
2: I mean, just show up on TMZ. That's all you have yeah. to do. I mean, <laughs>
0: like truly, post one selfie and you're fine. Yeah.
2: People are getting all twitchy about this, Michelle. So just get out there. You know, we're gonna get you back out there a little bit, you know. And uh, and so there's just no conceivable reason for them to stonewall. I agree. Stonewall I'm I'm, I'm in
1: I'm in agreement with you as well. This yeah. is a a weird one. Mm-hmm. We we have, and this is a very short list of of theories, but we are we're really going into them here. Is our final theory is that she's locked up somewhere? Mm-hmm. And this this is a
2: popular theory. This is there.
1: far and away the most popular yeah. one, and it's with good reason. I, uh, okay, your hair is on fire. It is.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> All right. Well. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay out some some accountings, and this is from that Vanity Fair article, mm-hmm. as well as a couple of uh, other articles that I found sure. online. Uh, and these are accounts from people who have left the church. We have a former church member by the name of John Brousseau, and he came forward and and he said that Michelle is being held at a location. Uh, It's known as the Church of Spiritual Technology, or the acronym is CST. Mm -hmm. We can't get rid of the acronyms. Right. Uh, And it's located uh, north of San Bernardino near Lake Arrowhead, Mm -hmm. which is in California. Yep. As most of their locations, their major locations are. And you might remember earlier when we were talking about some of the divisions, I had talked about the RDC, the one who uses legal uh, motions to protect their rights and their copyrights and all that, well, all of that stuff is owned by CST. So RST or RTC is defending what is owned by CST. Okay. And if you put, write that all down sequentially on a piece of paper, it's crossword puzzle. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. This campus, the the one that's in uh, near Lake Arrowhead, it's like 500 acres. It's huge. It's a big campus and presumably quite a beautiful place. If you've developed that much land for people to be at, well, here's the thing: people refer to it. Uh, well, they they call it the hole. You know, as in when you're in prison, and you're in the hole, and you're in lockup? Oh, the hole. That's not great. Yeah. No. It's considered a place that people go to, and they don't come back. Anybody who's there, their mail and their phone calls are are monitored. And I've seen pictures of the front gate, and it's... It's shocking. Yeah. Because it's a wrought iron fence, which you think is nice, but it's got spikes inward and outward, mostly inward, which would infer that you're keeping people in. It sounds that way. Yeah. Okay. Well. Let's go back to Bursell. Um he uh, according to him, the cST headquarters there's several buildings on this campus house they house workers, and those workers are archiving um i mean there's 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 vaults as joe had talked about in the beginning where they're etching all of the words of l ron hubbard and storing them in titanium boxes for future generations um there is also um I apologize. It's it's amazing the things that are on this campus. They're, according to another person who is named Dylan Gill, who has also left the church and was a member of Sea Org. Uh, and- dylan gill evidently oversaw the construction of cst there's a log cabin primed and set up for the return of l ron hubbard and there's also a structure that is set up for the vips such (laughs) as david miscavige and guys like tom cruise and a couple of the other famous people that we've talked about to to go in the event of nuclear armageddon
2: so is this uh, an underground bunker Sort mm. of I would, I would guess would it's not so.
1: above ground. That seems kind of counterintuitive. Yeah.
2: So that's kind of uh, kinda of interesting though. I mean I, I guess the rank in the file um the rank and They'll come the, back. The, the rank and file is like your host, dude. Sorry. It's just, it's just us and our celebrity pals. <laughs> yeah. I, and a whole lot of booze. <laughs> I don't, that's actually not listed
1: anywhere. It's
0: interesting, actually, yeah. that the pictures of this place, right, as you were saying, is like wrought wrought iron fence with whatever. And there's like one house on a hill. And like that seems to be the only kind of above Obvious ground str- structure. structure. Everything else is like underground or like weird cutouts or in the turf or whatever mm-hmm. so it's yeah it probably is all a bunch
1: of underground well, and and Rousseau says that f- he says that for 7 years Michelle has lived and worked on the campus or the compound whichever you want to call it working to preserve those writings of L. Ron Hubbard. So it, it, it it's it's possible that she was there at one point and then she went somewhere else. We don't know. Well, like, but people have said that... I mean, a lot, several people have come forward and said, no, she's there.
0: I guess I, I could see... Is like in a combination of that this theory and the previous theory right is that like okay so what she decided to do with her life is like become essentially like a monk transcribing the religious uh, no, texts yeah. well I but guess yeah, no, a monk, monks did the, the monks transcription. are the ones You're who right. did the transcription you know and so she just like lives on this compound and like that's her life and that's fine but then it, like but then again it's that question of like why wouldn't they just say oh sh- that's what she decided to do <laughs>
1: that's
2: that
0: yeah. satisfies everybody's curiosity. I mean, that's, I
2: just. That's a good point. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, it, it could be, too, that maybe she, she accepted that life because the alternative was was banishment, complete banishment from the church. You know, which for her, it would, would have been maybe pretty Equal to a death sentence. Yeah. 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 There's another possibility, though, too, which is that her husband was basically sick of her and wanted to be rid of her. Not necessarily for for reasons that are her fault. Sounds like he's kind of, I don't know, well... well Hard to get along with? Yeah, it sounds like, yeah. Uh, so he might have just wanted to be rid of her. And so and he might have just said, look, I want you to leave the church because I just don't want to be have anything to do with you anymore. So here's the deal. We'll send you a check for a couple hundred grand a year so you can live comfortably. You go off somewhere, we'll, we'll establish you in a new identity. You go live wherever you want to live, we'll send the checks. And she just did that. She just left. And took on a new identity.
1: That's. Because, I mean, people do
2: it. Yeah, because, uh, and it might be, it might well be that maybe they had some discussions, and maybe she might have actually, at this point, have have been thinking, you know, uh, I really don't believe this stuff anymore because here we're talking a about breaking faith. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, it, I, it would be hard to to be around and see all these abuses of power, and this really kind of quasi totalitarian structure and nature of the church and not at some point see the the basic clash with the the original writings of l ron hubbard which he was talking about peace love dope and all that stuff and and you look at the actual behavior of the church brass and And she was involved with hubbard from her childhood
1: she was in New york so she spent a lot of time with him
2: she worshipped him she Yeah. yeah she totally did but it might have been that she was just totally disillusioned.
0: I guess for me, that seems like something that happens earlier in life. You know, I think that like, and that's a generalization to be sure. Yeah. But it just kind of seems like you hit a point where you're just kind of committed to that. All right, you've made that marriage. Your whole life has been this thing. You're in it. And maybe, you know, maybe it was the kind of like abuses or like the aggression that she experienced from her her husband or from you know other people i don't know but it just kind of seems like you get disillusioned in your like early 20s like that's kind of the general time that like people leave yeah. teens and 20s so i don't know i mean steve's shaking his head at me but he
2: might I, I
1: i totally i i have to totally disagree okay
3: that's because and because totally
1: I mean, well there's 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 stories of people who are in religions or relationships that don't hit their breaking point until they're in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and then they finally come to the realization that what they think is no longer what is. So I'm not disagreeing sure. with you that she may have become disillusioned, but I'm saying that doesn't necessarily always happen as a 20 or 30 something.
0: Yeah, I guess this this whole case is just like so frustrating to me because... Just the the it's frustrating because the church just refuses to elaborate at all. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like there are there are so many explanations and all of them could be totally reasonable if they would just say, oh, hey, one small minor detail. But they're just like, mm, no, we said the one like tiny super can like it's just like this huge like blanket statement. This is what we said. And that, that's it. That's all you get. That's all you get about this person who's been like literally not heard from for seven, six, seven years. <laughs> that And That's the thing that really bothers me is that it's just like, hey, we made this one blanket statement seven years ago. So you all should be good. Just Here's, chill
1: here to me is one of the hardest facts to reconcile with. And it also in a way is the most heart wrenching is it's entirely possible that all of this is her decision. Absolutely. It is entirely possible that she has decided to do this and whether she has put herself into exile, intentionally, or she is doing something that isn't a state of exile. If it's her choice, and from the things that I have read, she was not happy. The worst part is, is that the person who could solve it the easiest is her by saying, I'm done.
2: And and now we're kind of dealing with sort of little minor variations, I think, on theories. I I think a minor variation on, on my theory, which is that he wanted her gone, and paid her off. Another another possibility is that she suddenly realized that she couldn't deal with it anymore, and she didn't believe it anymore, and she just Right, went that's out. what
1: Devin and I were yeah. just kind of ab- exactly. yeah. quasi-debating, and, arguing about.
2: And it might have been uh, because, well, here's, here you got, that would be kind of a blow to the church because uh, the, the wife of the head of the church leaves the church.
1: And this and, would be, you know, shortly there, thereafter, followed by his niece leaving. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's a
2: double yeah. damaging blow. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, they can't, even if they have her locked up, it's kind of hard to keep somebody locked up forever. I mean, it's possible. But it might have been that they just thought, well, okay, maybe what we're going to do here is pay you off get you a new identity, and you go somewhere, and we just won't talk about it. Right. Well, so yeah, people, you, you've, you've left gone the there before. I mean, so Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. What, yeah. So, no, so I'm trying to figure well, out what, what, what's, no, no, what's I mean, was, the new bit
2: that no, you're putting I mean, in what here. The, the difference is, between my, my earlier one, is that, is that in, the first, in the first one, it was her husband's idea. He wanted her gone. Uh, and, and mine, so you're, and you're saying, saying now it could be her right. But another, another it, it could be that she just wanted out really bad. And that because... You know, not only would it be damaging because she's the wife of the head of the church, but also she knows where the bodies are buried. And I mean that euphemistically, of course. (laughs) You know, the the,
0: the big like question mark in my mind is that like, okay, so I just mm, I can't imagine existing and hearing pleas from like good friends that are saying like, hey, where are you? Like, we're worried about you. Like, what's going on? And just, like, ignoring it. You know what I mean? So, like, for me, there are, I guess, a couple options. One is that, like, she's not hearing them because she's dead. One is that she's not hearing them because she's locked up or quarantined somewhere. In isolation. In isolation. And then, uh, you know, the third one just, like, wouldn't make sense to me is that, like, she's hearing them and choosing to ignore them. Because, like, you know, we've all been in those situations where we're like, well, I don't really want to talk to that friend. But if a friend is like, hey we were super close and you literally have just dropped off the face of the earth. And I don't understand. Can you just like, tell me you're okay. Like give me one sign that you're okay. And you're, and that person is so worried about you for six years. Can you imagine just ignoring somebody who was like your best friend for a really long time, and, like, for six years, that person is reaching out to you and saying, like, I just want to know you're okay. Like, it's cool if we don't need to be friends anymore, that's fine. But, like, I just want to know if you're okay. So, for me, it's just those two theories of, like, she's not hearing it because she's dead, or she's not hearing it because she doesn't have access to it. You know, I just can't imagine being in that position because it's not just one friend. Surely there are other people in the organization who are saying, like, hey, we miss Michelle. What's going on with her? Like, we want to talk to her. It's, it's, well,
1: it's hard to imagine, but there are, there are plenty of examples of people who have left family members behind, whether it's one or all, and they still had contact and they still heard those pleas for contact and they chose to ignore them, whether they were out of anger or guilt or whatever it may be. People do that. I I'm, not, to... I'm not belittling your. Yeah, no, where, but where I, get, going, I but... guess
0: my like my big thing is like with um, what's her name, Leah? What's her name, the actress, right? Oh, Ramini. Yeah, yeah. So right, I, I can see like if you want to stay in the church you like you don't necessarily like talk to that those people who are in the church but then once somebody leaves you talk to that you know i think that there's there's so much room there i don't know
2: but the thing about it is is you don't know that she hasn't contacted leah ramini she wasn't close to very many people in the church at all from what i understand at some point um she could obviously if she's been paid off and told to disappear then she was probably also, as part of the agreement, told she can't contact anybody.
0: I, yeah, that's but, certainly true. But I guess, like, the two people, right, would be, like, Leah Romini and yeah, Leah
2: Remini, yeah. the niece. Yeah, and the niece. But you don't know. These people, have, these people have, have gone public and said that they want to know where she is. But Leah Ramini wasn't doing it for years and years and years. I mean, it was like, when did she start actually asking? It wasn't like in 2007. It was quite a while after that. I,
1: I don't remember when Tom that. Cruise got married, but at Tom, yeah. Tom Cruise's wedding,
2: I think that's she, really... she
1: got into hot water because she asked at the wedding. Yeah,
2: where is she? Where is she? Yeah, exactly. And so she probably asked a few times, she, and she asked a few times again. And Michelle, knowing you know, hearing these reports and, and hearing about it, probably found a way to covertly contact her and let her know that she was okay. So, so, but if, she, if Michelle had contacted Leah Remini, then, then after she was done reassuring her that she was okay, the next thing she would have said to her is, I want you to keep asking where the hell I am because they can't know that I've talked to you. And if you stop asking where, I've, where I am, they're going to smell a rat. So she might very well have been in contact with Leah Remini and a few other people. But in, other, in order to cover that up, they've got to keep asking the question.
0: Fair. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: yeah, I I really feel like we just took and drew a bunch of scribbles on a piece of paper. Uh, and then out. just tried to link them all together. Yeah. This yeah. Is just, I think we just did like so a bunch difficult. of different
0: dots and we were I like, ah, connect <laughs> them to something. <laughs>
2: I, I do want to say, Leah Ramini, I, I I hope you find her. hope you've already found her. And what you need to do next time is go file a missing persons complaint and when the detectives go out to have an interview with her you must insist on going along yeah. that would yeah. that would solve our double issue yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Or, i don't know it's just, it's so huge and confusing and this whole thing is just like a mess of like spaghetti monsters <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah and and obviously unfortunately we haven't solved it no mm-hmm. we definitely yeah. haven't solved it not no, even no. oh
2: actually i, I actually i'm going to give leo a little bit more advice better idea still <laughs> the, the detectives <laughs> The detectives have to bring her to see you, and that, which means that she has to leave the compound. And if there's a problem with that, for, heaven, for heaven's sakes, why would there be a problem with her leaving the compound? Then, <laughs> you know, then they'll come and see you. And if there is a problem with leaving the compound, well, the detectives can call in the SWAT team and do it. <laughs>
1: that's, that's... Yeah. No, I, I can't. I, that would work. Absolutely. Well, we're gonna we're gonna stop with the story because I think that we have literally run down every alley and rabbit hole oh. and conceivable that we could come up with in however long we've been talking now. I don't so even long. know anymore. Um, if you have any thoughts on this story, you can of course let us know. You can always go ahead and put a comment on our website. Mm-hmm. That website is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. At the same time you you can, of course, listen to and download episodes from the website. Uh, if you're not using that, you can, of course, use iTunes. If you're on iTunes, do take the time to leave a comment and a rating. Yeah, that helps other people find us, and every we're getting a bunch of new people, and it's fantastic. Uh, we are on Twitter. Not super active on Twitter, but we we're try there. really hard. We do try. Uh, you know,
2: we, I, I never tweeted. <laughs> I've got to do it one of these days.
0: <laughs> I have
1: we're giving it the oh, old
2: college you. i will tweet. try
1: uh we are on facebook we have the facebook page and the facebook group and uh we're having some i've been having some really fun discussions on there uh there's a number of different places that you can stream the show uh you can do it on stitcher there's uh uh, FM something or other. I can't even think about it. I mean, there's a whole a, a slew of places that we're streaming online. And of course, if you're Michelle, you can always just send us an email. Yeah, yeah please do. We would
2: love that. Actually, if she's closer to the way in that little spot, maybe she all she has to do is listen to podcasts. Maybe. Uh-huh. Hi, Michelle. Yeah. Uh, you can send us an email
1: at podcast at gmail.com. And speaking of email, we do have one listener mail that I wanted to share. Uh, I know that this is a big episode. We normally don't do it, but it's a little pertinent to some things that are going on. Uh, so first off, this email is from Alyssa, and she said that she, uh, she I found the podcast a while ago, and it's my new favorite. Uh, I listen to them when I'm walking my dog, and it keeps me entertained for an hour or so while she patrols the neighborhood, mm. which I believe is code for uses the neighbor's lawn. I agree. Uses the for a latrine <laughs> yeah. uh, but she, she of course you know she likes the fact that there's a variety we're doing not only UFOs or missing persons but we do the whole slew and anything and everything that we come across but she did bring up one concern that I wanted to talk to everybody about which is that she wasn't able to download the episodes off of the website like we have continually told everybody they could I apologize, guys. Uh, It turns out the player that we were using sort of broke at one point, and I'm not quite sure when. Uh, And uh, she, as well as uh, one or two other people, let me know this week. They all kind of came at once and said, hey, this isn't working. Uh, By the time this episode comes out, that'll be fixed. We will replace the player, and we will make sure that you're able to download the show. So, Mm -hmm. sorry about that, but it's fixed now.
2: Yeah, thank god. When this
1: happens. Yeah. When this happens. Uh, yeah. By okay. the time
0: you're hearing this. Yep.
1: Yeah, in that couple of weeks I'll have figured out a solution.
0: All right, T guy over here. All
1: right. Uh well that's all I've got on this. So uh thanks everybody and we'll talk to you next week.
2: Yeah. So long folks. Bye
0: guys. <laughs>